fuel for freedom. Add a spark to your day or night. You get to choose which best serves you. Introducing Tony Rusing. My name is Tony Rusing, and I'm glad to be with you today. Time management. All of us get 168 hours a week. What are you going to do with it? When we think about how fast that goes in a week, when we look back on the seven days that we've just spent in our career, in our relationships, we say, where did it go? And then the birthdays start piling up. So being able to manage your time is giving up or surrendering to the fact that you can't control time. What you can do is manage it and manage it well, and it begins with setting goals. So we've divided this into three quick sessions for you today. Module one, we'll call, is setting goals. Module two is prioritizing. And the third thing is getting started. And that's where we're going to begin. You know, Stephen Covey said that we're supposed to begin with the end in mind. So let's get started. Cherish your dreams as they are the children of your soul, the blueprints of your ultimate achievements. That's a quote from Napoleon Hill. And I'm one of those people that believes we have to be motivated to do things. And if we are using goal setting and prioritizing as helping us develop a plan, there's a real benefit to that that goes far beyond anything you can just take off and try to do. Let's take a look at what happens when we look at the objectives we have in our personal life as well as in our work life. It's pretty much the same with regard to what they are. First of all, we have to overcome procrastination. And I don't know if if you're like I am, but there are times when I just keep putting off and putting off, and it's not something any of us should really do. We have to organize our workplace because if it's organized, it makes it much easier to find the things we need and to set aside the things that are just cluttering. Finally, delegate more efficiently, and you're able to do that when you plan and prioritize. Because if you plan and prioritize, you know the things you're really good at, what you can do well, and you also need to be able to push some of these things off onto others who can help you. And it's not a question of of letting them do all of something you don't like to do. It's a question of managing your time as effectively as you possibly can. So overcome procrastination, organize your workspace, delegate more efficiently if you're able to do that, and then plan and prioritize. That's the objective of what we're going to be talking about today. So let's look at some things we can start off right now. And by the way, We'll have some slides available here, and you'll be able to use those slides and back up and see them again. We'd also like you to like us on on Facebook, if you will, and subscribe. I think there's information here that can be valuable to you. What are your biggest time wasters? You have to have the courage to write them down because we all have them, and we all need to take an inventory, so to speak, of our time wasters. What are you currently doing to manage your time? What are some of the tools you now use? Do you use a to-do list, for an example? Do you use a good calendar? 
Do you do it electronically or do you do it by hand when you make that list? What could you be doing better? That's a great question to ask yourself because the whole thing is revolving around this is where I am, this is where I want to be, and what's the difference in the two? So when you ask, what could I be doing better? You're trying to find out that middle question, the answer to that middle question. And if you came away from this time we spend together today with only one thing, what would it be? What would you like to know more about that could be useful and helpful to you? So let's look at goal setting first. And I want to read this to you because I don't want you to miss anything. Goal setting can be used in every area of your life. And if you think about it, there are really seven areas in your life. Physical, mental, spiritual, social, family, and career. They're all there. And each one of those is taking some of your time. Setting goals puts you ahead of the pack. There are very few people who really write things down. And the truth is, that's a big help in managing effectively how you spend your time. Some people blame everything that goes wrong in their life on something or someone else. Well, there's a habitual habit that you need to stop doing. Believe me, you should get in the habit of recognizing that I own what I'm doing. I own the responsibility for how it turns out. And stop pointing a finger at someone else. Every time you point your finger, four of them pointing back at you. That's something to remember and recognize. Successful people dedicate themselves towards taking responsibility for their lives. And no matter what the unforeseen or uncontrollable events, they need to do that. Bad news is that time flies. And, and the good news is you're the pilot. So there's a real value there. The three P's, positive, personal, and possible are the three Ps that we're going to kind of focus on here for a few minutes. And we're going to look at maximizing the power of your personal productivity journal. Now, I've been a student of time management for a very long time, and I have always journaled. And when I say always journaled, I mean it. I can go back 25 years and show you the journals I've put together. Keep your journal with you. And sense of satisfaction comes from writing things down and being able to go back three months or four months and be able to recall something that was valuable at that time and might be valuable to you in this moment. So there's much that can happen that will be useful to you when you're keeping track. And remove tasks that are postponed three times. So if you have a task on your to-do list and you've put it off and put it off and put it off, Third time you put it off, scratch it off the list. It's not important to you now. It may be at another time, but for now, you just take that off the list. There's, there's the old acronym, and I'm sure you've heard this or a, or a derivation of it. It's called, you have to act in a smart way. And that means you have to be specific when you write down things. You have to use measures, so you have to be measurable. And then... It has to be achievable. Your goal has to be achievable. So a smart goal, measurable goal is more achievable than one that isn't smart, that isn't measurable, that doesn't have the potential to be achieved. For an example, if I decided that I wanted to have a goal to 
pitch for a uh, professional baseball team, eh, that's never going to happen. That's a dumb goal. It's not going to work for me. It's not smart in any way, shape, or form. R is for relevant. It has to be relevant to those seven areas that I described in your life. Physical, mental, spiritual, social, family, career, and financial. All of those pieces need your attention. And finally, it has to be well-timed or time-specific. Because if you put it down as something time-specific, the value is found in the fact that you're going to be investing your mental focus on that goal. And when I say prioritizing your goals, you can need to write three or four things down that you want to accomplish, but one of them, you choose one of them as what will be the greatest impact and give me the biggest bang for the energy and the effort that I'm going to be putting into this. So after you've written it down, after you've created that list of four or five things that you want to accomplish, and you say, this is my top, this is my number one goal. This is it. You have to visualize it and you have to emotionalize it. When you visualize it, you start seeing it as a picture in your mind. And then you start looking at the benefits. And by the way, if it's easier to close your eyes as you do it, if you're able to visualize more effectively that way, it's incredible how powerful your brain is in helping you visualize this goal and seeing that you will be able to accomplish it. And some people say, well, you don't have any control over your thoughts. And I agree with that. Your thoughts are hard to control. But when you close your eyes and you see something in your mind's eye, the value is found in the clarity that comes to you. And then you want to list the benefits of reaching that goal. So emotionalize, visualize, and list the benefits. That's the three steps or stages in visualization. So if we were going to say, which is one of the three Ps? Is it people, positive, personal, or possible? Which one of those doesn't belong there? And it'd have to be the people. So we're talking about your time management right now. We're talking about how it applies to you. So you're the only people involved. So the three Ps in this little module are positive. It has to be positive. It's personal to you. And it has to be possible. The other thing is this. In the SMART acronym, what does the T stand for? Think about that. We said S was for specific, M was for measurable, A is achievable, A is achievable, R is what? Relevant, and yes, it has to be time-specific. That's the T. And when prioritizing your goals, is it better to focus on several goals at once? And what did we say? We said one goal. Certainly, you can write down three, four, or five things, but what is the one goal that you want to focus on? And time management is about more than just managing our time. It's about managing ourselves in relationship to that time. I remember a quote by Dwight D. Eisenhower, an incredible general back in World War II, who then became the president of the United States. And he said, What is important? is seldom urgent. And what is urgent is seldom important. It's a great quote when you think about it, because someone else's urgency doesn't narrowly, doesn't necessarily have to be urgent for you. And there's an 80-20 rule. 
80% of the challenges you face are caused by 20% of the things that are out there and the actions that are taking place and the results you're trying to get to. So if you focus on the results and the actions on that 20% that makes sense, that 80-20 rule will come into play. And you can read about that. I would go to the web and I'd look up the 80-20 principle and it applies to every one of those seven areas of your life that I described. We go a little further here. We go to how you can block and tackle. We call this chunking. So you take blocks of time. Let's say you have a big project. You don't know how long it's going to take. You take a piece of it. You set a timer, an egg timer, a 15-minute timer. It doesn't make any difference. You choose how much time you want to put to it. And you work on that project, you work on that part of the project diligently. And when the timer goes off, you stop and you reflect on what you were able to accomplish in that chunk. And then you're able to block off enough time in increments or all at one time so that you're able to tackle that problem and, and manage it effectively. For an example, there are things that we just don't want to start because we just don't have the time to do them. And unfortunately, when we operate that way, it never gets done. On the other hand, if we know how to chunk, block, and tackle, it really helps us make great strides toward creating a plan and identifying the problem or the challenge we face and then decide on the various solutions. And you want to come up with as many solutions as you can because you're going to then Determine which one of those is going to be the best solution for you. And you break it down into little bites, small bites at a time. That's where the chunking comes into play and block and tackle. It's really helpful and it helps you create a timeline. And with that timeline, you'll start to see all of the frustration and the anxiety that comes with a whole lot to do. You'll see it just slip away. And it slips away because you are managing your time without trying to control everything. You know, they say, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. And that's a true statement because a busy person has structured and ordered their life in such a way that they can take on that big challenge because they have a sense for how long these challenges will take. One other thing I would say about the, the, the planning process that's the most important part of the process is the planning. But once you start into the plan, it will change. That's true of every plan that has ever been made because it has to be adjusted and tweaked. So executing the plan requires that you continue evaluating how the plan is working and you stay organized on top of the events that are causing the tweaks and adjustments that need to be made in the plan. And then you deliver the communication, not just to yourself, but to others where that is going to be an issue for them. If they're involved in the process, you want to keep them totally and completely informed because execution of the plan means it's going to be adjusted, it's going to be tweaked, but it'll get you to where you want to go. And the outcome will come to you with a lot more joy and sense of achievement if you plan and work the plan. 
And then you can consider this. You can have a do not over plan, a just take action plan, or you can adjust your aim. So you can ready, fire, aim. There's a lot of ways that you can look at how you're working your plan. Do not over plan is what we're trying to emphasize here. So you're going to do the plan, but do not over plan. You can, you can plan until it's too late to reach the goal, to reach the objective, to get to the place where you arrive first and somebody else working on something else that's similar gets there first. So do not over plan. Take action. As, as quickly as you have a plan in place, you want to take the first steps, tiny bites, tiny steps to start, and then adjust your aim. That's what we mean when we say you create a plan and the planning process is huge, and then you execute, work the plan, and adjust your aim. When the storm hits, you can ask what happened and what were the causes of the storm? What, what stood in the way? What, where did we get in trouble? Where did this go off the path that it's supposed to be on? And what's going to happen next? What are we going to do now? What events will this impact? These are questions that you want to ask yourself. I'm going to repeat all of them. There's a final one. Who else needs to know about this? So when the storm hits, there are five questions you want to ask. And that is, what happened? And you wait and listen. You wait and listen. You don't point fingers. You just ask what happened. What were the causes? Again, you just listen. You don't point fingers. What will happen next? Another way to say that is, where do we go from here? It's another way to ask the same question. What events will this impact? So this event, this thing that took place, has impacted the whole process and how, and how will that impact this entire process? And who else needs to know about this? There are some things that you keep to yourself. There are some things that, that need to be conveyed to some, someone else if it's impacting them as well. But those are the five questions that you need to ask. When you're managing the workflow, you want to select one task at a time and do that. You want to time yourself, as we said earlier, ignore everything else, no breaks or interruptions, and give yourself a reward. It's always important to reward yourself. And there's really no clear deadline when we procrastinate. So that means that you have an inadequate resource or you don't know where to begin. And you start to feel overwhelmed when you, when you procrastinate because you lack the passion and you fear failure. So here's a suggestion here. Ask for advice. Chop it up. Work, work the 15-minute rule. These things really work, and they work well for you. Clear deadlines, rewards, remove distractions, do it, and finally delegate. If it's possible to delegate, that's what you want to do. I've enjoyed being with you today. I hope this has been helpful. We'll take a deeper dive into each one of those pieces especially the delegation piece in another podcast. Again, like us on Facebook, and if you will, tune in again. We're so glad you joined us today.
This podcast is produced by TalkEdits.com. You talk, we'll edit. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. If you want to know more about Tony, visit aimyoursights.com. That's aimyoursights.com. Thanks for listening.